Hello, my friend. My name is Gabby Ruth, and this is Pain to Passion Live. Hello, beautiful friends. How are you doing? I hope you all have had a wonderful week. I am actually sitting here in my bedroom as my husband puts my daughter to bed tonight because sometimes that's just what you got to do when you do this podcast life thing. I'm definitely finding that out, but I will tell you what, it is worth it. And I have loved being able to show up and do this with and for you guys. So today, again, we have another Coffee with Gobby episode. So I hope that you'll pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and that we can just kind of imagine that we're sitting at a coffee shop together having a chat and telling each other our stories. I wanted to share kind of a crazy story with you today. So in 2008, I was actually living in China, which I know I've mentioned before. And I was going to school at a university there to learn Chinese. And I would usually walk to and from school from my apartment that I lived in. And on this specific day, I had finished classes. It was about noon and I was walking home from school and I had an iPod at the time because you know that was what was in in 2008. I had an iPod and I loved walking through the streets of China with my earbuds in listening to music and kind of just making my own soundtrack to this amazing world that I was living in and Um, As I was walking, I had my music turned up pretty loud and I ran into a teacher that I had actually met the year before when I studied abroad before I actually moved to China. So I pulled out my earbuds, we stopped and we chatted for a while, we said our goodbyes, I put my earbuds back in and I began to walk back down the street And it was very odd because suddenly I saw all these people just like running into the street and pointing at the sky and like screaming. Now, remember, I had my music turned up pretty loud. So I was like, what is going on? So I ripped my earbuds out and I just followed everyone. It's kind of what you do when there's a stampede, right? I followed everyone. I ran into the street and I started looking at the sky too. I could not see what they were looking at, but as soon as I stood still in the middle of the street, I could feel the ground under us rolling like waves. Like, it was one of the craziest experiences ever. And I realized, oh my gosh, we're in the middle of an earthquake. So I lived in a city that at the time was over 10 million people. Um, It's considerably larger now, but as you can imagine, there were a lot of tall buildings. And the reason everyone was looking up was because the buildings were swaying and they were worried that like the buildings were going to fall on top of us. And I remember in that moment, kind of just having this eerie peace wash over me of like, okay, like maybe this is it. Maybe this is when I'm going to die and (laughs) I'm okay with it. Like right in that moment I was honestly not scared I was okay and I don't know if it was shock or what was going on but I saw this girl probably like a teenager a young 20-something girl very small um 
standing a few yards away from me just shaking like a leaf and so I walked over to her and I wrapped my arms around her and in Chinese I told her like don't be afraid we're gonna be okay God's with us we're gonna be okay and just held her until the shaking stopped and if you've ever been in an earthquake you know that every second feels long and that earthquake was 8.0 magnitude and it lasted over two minutes which is a really, really long time for an earthquake of that size to last. So after those two minutes, you know, we're all kind of just looking at each other, like, what do we do now? And I knew I needed to go find my teammate. So I said goodbye to that girl. And I walked over to the compound of apartments where my teammates lived and I found them. None of the phones were working, like nothing was working. Um, But I did find them, and long story short, the rest of that day was crazy. We were sitting in a park just kind of waiting to see what would happen. People were handing out water, um, and only slowly, slowly did people kind of like dissipate and go back home. Over the coming weeks, of course, if you've ever been in a large earthquake, you know that it's never just one there's always aftershocks and at first there's a lot of aftershocks so we had dozens of aftershocks that day we had hundreds of aftershocks over the following month so it was kind of like this endless you never know when the ground is going to shake and a lot of the people who lived in the city where I was living were so scared to go and be inside of a structure that they actually like bought tents and they lived in the parks so all over the city in the parks you could just see tents just up everywhere people living in tents and it was wild I'm telling you there's so many stories I could tell about that time and I have some others that I think I will share another time but kind of what I wanted to share about this particular story is just what this earthquake taught me in that season because I definitely see that that earthquake set me up to understand what it was like to have your world shaken and how to stand. Now I do not at all want to make light of this earthquake because literally over 75,000 people died in this earthquake. It was extremely tragic, horrifying, um, And again, there's a lot that I could say about that experience, but kind of what I wanted to bring around with it today is just how we all experience shaking. We all experience these times when something happens that's out of our control and it literally shakes us in a way where we're like, what are we going to do? And sometimes that terror is so overwhelming in those moments that we have to make a choice of just letting go and kind of free falling into whatever happens next and I remember during that season I met with a small group of other Christians in the city who we just met in a living room together and a man there was talking through um, Hebrews 12 and sharing these verses about how everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I'm actually going to read them to you now. They're very, very wordy. So if you can't understand it right now as I'm reading it, don't worry because we're going to talk about it a little bit. But in verse 27, verses 27 through 29 says, um, 
the, this phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken that is things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken and thus let us offer to god acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our god is a consuming fire so it says here basically that everything that can be shaken will be and everything that can be shaken is something that was created and it says then in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain and what it says cannot be shaken is the kingdom of god and that brought me so much comfort Because that, honestly, my friends, is the case no matter what circumstance is shaking us. We may have such shaking that everything we have depended on, and I'm telling you over the last 15 years between that earthquake and now, I have found this to be true again and again and again, which is why I'm sharing this with you, but everything that we depend on can be shaken. The people that we thought would be around forever, the careers that we thought would be our stability, the giftings that we have that maybe suddenly we don't have anymore because we had an injury or something happened or um, different relationships were messed up. So many times in our lives, we think that we have it all together, but honestly, We never have it all together. We must rely and depend on a God who is unshakable. It is the only way, the only way that we will get through this life where there will be earthquakes and aftershocks unexpectedly throwing us off when we least expected it. But here's the thing, is that we can anchor in the kingdom of God. What does that mean? It means that we anchor in this God whose promises are sure. And when we really dig into what those promises are, like that he sees us, he's with us, he never forsakes us, he has a plan for us to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. Not to mention, not to mention, those are things that are on earth, but not to mention an eternal love and an eternity with him. Guys, I cannot express to you enough how important it is to sink down deep into a faith that is rock solid in the King of Kings, the one who sees you, the one who holds you, the one who is there for you no matter what, believing in him and his promises, especially in times of ease because you never ever know when that ease will be shaken so much that you will be left feeling like there's nothing nothing left of the life that you once knew i have found this over and over again in my life and i think maybe it's because this is a message that burns so heavily on my heart and that god wants me to share with other people it's like What you have can be taken away, except the one who cannot be taken away. 
And I will say it again and again. I know I've said it before, but he has been everything to me. He has truly been the one thing that has remained constant through all of my life, through all of the earthquakes, even through the earthquakes of my own making. And don't we make plenty of earthquakes ourselves? Don't we mess up things plenty of times ourselves? Doesn't our ego and our selfishness get the better of us? Or maybe it's our anger over the things that have been taken and we just make things worse by being bitter and angry. And yet, and yet, he remains. He does not leave. And I will never, ever forget what it felt like to walk through this city where there were people living in tents because of their fear. And it's totally understandable and rumors would run rampant. I mean, the rumors and the fear that just caught like wildfire going through that city, like the water's poisoned now, or there's a big one, there's another big one coming tomorrow. Like there was a night about a week after the earthquake where even the news was saying, another big one is hitting tomorrow, like don't be inside. So even me and my friends, literally everyone in the city, over a million people fled the city to the countryside and those who couldn't like us like we slept on a soccer field that night thinking we needed to be outside but these were just rumors they were rumors and they were fear and I had to find in that season in so many ways because there were even moments where I was left completely on my own in a foreign country, none of my friends were there. They had left the city. I was alone. I was living in an apartment where there were like huge cracks all the way up the walls in my apartment. Every time there was an aftershock, dust would fall on me and I would run down the stairs because it wasn't safe to use the elevator. I was like four floors up. I had to find in that season, like, what do I cling to? And it couldn't be anything temporary couldn't be anything of this life and I was able to walk through that city and just see the desperation of people who didn't have something eternal to cling to they didn't have something unshakable and their fear their lives they felt like it was over completely over even though most of these people had homes they had food they had running water still to go back to they felt like it was over because everything that they had known had been shaken. And so I have been very grateful for this lesson. Although again, I do not want to take lightly the lives lost in that time, but I'm grateful that I was there and for the lessons that it taught me because I have experienced incredible earthquakes in my life since then. Not real earthquakes, like actual earthquakes, but things that would have destroyed me had I not learned in that season, like the only thing that remains is God. The only thing that remains is the faith that I can put in something eternal that cannot be shaken. So my question to you today is like, how unshakable are you? If everything were to be stripped away from you today, what would be left? Maybe ask yourself that question. See where it leaves you. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email or DM me on Instagram. You can reach out to me via my website. Um, any of those ways. I love hearing from you. 
And I would love to have this conversation with you because I know it's deep. I know it's heavy. Um, and I can't get into all the, the theology of everything today, but I would love to chat with you about it. Okay. Also, if you're liking this podcast, if you could leave a review and rate it, it would mean so very, very much to me. I read every single one and it helps so much to get the word out. I very much hope that this podcast is encouraging you and will encourage as many people as possible. We have such precious lives to live and this is one way that I want to use mine is to encourage you guys. So thank you for being here with me today. Again, I'd love to hear your feedback. I hope you have a wonderful week or weekend or whatever time of the week you're listening to this. Just know that I'm thinking of you and I'm so grateful to have you here with me and let's have coffee again soon. Till next time. Bye guys.